What's up, Hyperfast Nation? I am on the road for this episode of the show and have an amazing guest who has spent many decades helping people save on their taxes. And for the last 20 years, he's specifically done that through his company, Engineer Tax Services, in the real estate industry. Welcome to the show, Julio Gonzalez. Welcome to the show today, Julio. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. Um, excited to have you on. A lot of good, lot of good topics that we can dive into for you know real estate investors. How they can save money on taxes, which no one likes paying, and how uh, they can get free equity for projects. So uh, before we dig into some of that stuff, why don't you give our listeners a little bit about your background and bio, and you know how you how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So yeah, I started doing. Uh, real estate tax work in the early 80s, 1980s, and then in 2001 started my company. And so we're a real we're a real estate tax firm. We work with several thousand accounting firms nationwide, helping them help their clients with all these different tax incentives, credits, and grants associated with investing in real estate. And so we're grateful to be a re- resource to all those accounting firms and help these people that generate all this great opportunity in real estate to be a resource to them. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there. I think the two most common ones that I at least hear about are one, cost segregation, and then two, opportunity zones. And I know those, you know, the last five years or so, both of those things have been more um, used, more talked about. So, uh, are, you know, are those two the areas that you're providing a lot of guidance around? Yeah, definitely. No doubt about it. Cost segregation is, you know, the study that allows us to determine what part of the property is non-structural and thus can be depreciated up front. So that's great for reducing taxes, saving that cash, and using that cash to invest in other properties. Obviously, everyone knows that with the opportunity zones, we can forego some of the uh, capital gains associated with investing in opportunity zones. So those are two great strategies that we work with real estate investors through their accounting firms nationwide. And those those have both changed, I think, right? Or some time limits that were associated with them have come up. I, I think I think you can still use them both, but maybe the benefit is a little different. Is there, do you want to maybe shed some light on that? Yeah, on the opportunity zone, the uh, capital gains period is getting smaller and smaller. And on cost segregation, anything that we reclassify used to have 100% bonus depreciation, so you could write it off on the first year. This year, the bonus depreciation goes from 100% to 80%, so you still get a bulk of that write-off in the first year. Next year, it goes to 60%. Um, so it's getting condensed into uh, a little bit of a time factor there, but ultimately still are both great opportunities. And then is, does it keep on declining by 20% or what's... How yeah. Does, what? yeah, exactly. So like currently the way the uh, tax code is, so... On the bonus depreciation, it goes, last year it was 100, this year 80, next year 60, then 40, then 20, and then it goes to zero, which then means that that reclassified property will get written off over five years, much better than 27 and a half for residential real estate or 39 years for the commercial properties. But still, that bonus depreciation is supercharging some of those benefits right now. 
What do, what do you think will happen to the I maybe like the like I know a lot of deals were kind of driven by that benefit. So when when that goes away in three or four years completely, what what kind of effect do you think that will have on the real estate market? Um, you know, I, I think uh, those benefits are great. I would imagine that Congress will probably reinstate it because of the current economy, the slowdown in real estate, the uh, high interest rates. Typically, they use that bonus depreciation when we see those two factors to spur the economy, especially spur real estate. So my guess is that they reinstitute it based on the current economics that we're seeing. So you think it'll come back? What, what about opportunity zones? Yeah, I think they'll do the same thing. I think they'll you know, reinstate the program, bring back some of the benefits that we had initially when it was uh, put in place in 2017 because... Obviously, when you have a slowdown in the economy and real estate is impacted by the slowdown, the high interest rates, you know, you have to use monetary tools in Congress to get the uh, real estate going back and being more viable, right? Because it creates so many jobs for us and really is a big part of our GDP as a country. Who, who are the typical clients, people, investors that are taking advantage of these two benefits like or you know is it is it just people with hundreds of millions of dollars to invest or entry-level people or somewhere in between or mix of both yeah it's definitely a mix of both I've seen that um, this year more than ever it's been the people that are investing in the Airbnbs right so it's these small townhomes that they're running out as Airbnbs they're buying them as rental properties they're taking advantage of cost segregation to write off the property to lower their taxes to buy that next property or they're buying them in opportunity zones to help with the deferral of uh, small short-term and long-term gains so i yeah, would say this year more than ever we've seen the airbnbs it's interesting you say the airbnbs because we've we actually the last few years did a cost segregation on um a few different airbnbs and they weren't you know they weren't super expensive ones so like yeah, you know, I think, I think years ago it was kind of cost prohibitive or not enough benefit to even do the analysis on you know properties that unless they were a certain size. And now it's it seems like it's getting easier for like almost any rental property to to take advantage of this. Yeah, the IRS has made the rules a little bit easier for the Airbnbs. They don't require the license, engineering site visits for those properties. They're a little less. Uh, uh, audit mode for those type of properties. So it's has made that easier for the industry, which obviously brings down the cost. And uh, so overall, yeah, that's been a good compromise with the IRS. And then, you know, on the opportunity zone front, I, you know, I, I, a lot of times the, the way I've seen kind of your regular, you know, everyday investor take advantage of that is actually by being a part of a syndication. So like I've seen a lot of Syndic syndic syndicators, you know, do opportunity zone deals, and then they kind of pass that benefit along to their limited partners or investors. Because um, I, I think for a lot of people, like taking down an entire OZ, you know, deal, a um, little, a little bit more complex than like your typical Airbnb. Yeah, no doubt. It's nice that you have the syndicators out there, even the crowdfunders, you know, that are allowing people to come in with little money and get involved in big projects and come in as limited partners through the syndication level, through crowdfunding and through you know these different partnership uh, 
program. So I think you're right. It's we're seeing more and more people get involved. We're seeing the GPs, the general partners that do these projects, bring in smaller investors um, that are not necessarily qualified invest in investors. So they go through a little different route to get there. But yeah, it's kind of nice to see the diversification coming into the industry. I think that well, why we're seeing that is because people don't trust the stock market. And they know that we can go into real estate, we can see it, we can feel it, we can hold it, and we can also get the depreciation through the cost segregation study or through an opportunity zone. And if I buy a stock, it's in the stock market, who knows what's going to happen. I don't get to write it off. I don't get to do a cost segregation on my stock. I don't get any capital gains deferrals mm -hmm. like I do in the opportunity zone. So I think it's great to see that we're having investment vehicles where more people could come in and, and share those benefits. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit now about the free equity or the equity that's available to developers. Like, what yeah. are, what are, you know, Listen, are some I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because there's so many federal, state, and local grants where the government at each level is giving out free capital in the terms of these grant programs. Now, the problem is we have a lot of real estate investors, small, big, medium, that are going in and investing in housing, they're investing in local projects, but they're not taking advantage of the grants. Most people don't even apply for the grants, and the money just sits there, right? You and I have all paid in tax dollars, and those tax dollars, some of them get allocated for grants. Why do they get that? Why do we do that, right? We put grants aside for housing and for real estate because we want to see real estate development in our country. We know it's important, and we know that if we have grants out there, that means that more people will invest in projects and there will be more housing, there will be more real estate development and a better economy in our country. And so it's just a matter of taking advantage of these grants. I mean, the grants could be for rehabilitating uh, real estate that has, you know, had you know, a bad situation. Maybe it's because of storm damage. Maybe it's just old and, you know, in a bad position. Or it can be for new housing. It can be for new development. Uh, where we're going to create jobs or we're going to create affordable housing. So there's so many opportunities and the grants just sit there and I guarantee you they're so valuable it's, it takes uh, not much time to get in those applications. And the government also, a lot of the states contact us and say, look we have land. We would like to turn this land into something that generates taxes for our community. Can you find us a developer if we give them the land and we give them some grants and we give them some free or help them with financing, will they come in and develop a project that ultimately will start creating tax revenue and creating some housing or some you know, economic activity in their community? So look, I think it's important to look at the grants at any type of property you're investing in. I appreciate you getting on here, sharing your, your, your wisdom and, and value and uh, you know, hopefully some insights that will help people pay less taxes and develop more property. And, um, you know, always, always appreciate to have someone like you on. So thank you again. And to all of our listeners and viewers out there, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfast Show. We will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfast Show. Look, we learned a lot about saving money on taxes, which, you know, as a real estate agent is quite important. A lot of real estate agents are, are, are bad at paying too much taxes. There's a lot of things out there that, you know, like Julio was talking about today, that can help you pay less taxes. And guess what? Other than taxes, the biggest expense for most real estate agents 
is what they pay their brokerage. A lot of real estate agents have, you know, might have been there for years and you know think they're paying one thing, and you know you look at all the splits, the fees, um, different transaction charges, and you know they end up paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in some cases. I mean, which you know you compound that over a real estate career, and now all of a sudden you know, you've You've given millions of dollars away to your your real estate brokerage. It's completely unnecessary, right? They're not typically generating leads for you or, or really helping you grow your business. So if you are a real estate agent looking to keep more of your commission, build multiple streams of income, multiple ways to get to wealth and scale your business, I would be honored to talk to you about eXp Realty. All you need to do is send me a text message to my phone, 703-638-4393. Again, that's 703-638-4393. Send me a text message. Tell me you're interested in learning more about what uh, myself and Carrie Scholl can do for you at eXp. I would be honored to have that conversation with you. We've helped hundreds of real estate agents in the last... Um, what is it now, eight, nine months at eXp. We've um, helped a few hundred agents already make the move, uh, either through us or people that, that um, you know, we have sponsored. And you know, they're saving tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, you know, building multiple streams of income, scaling their business. So if you want access to all of that, please send me a text message. You, know, you owe it to yourself to at least have the conversation about what we can do for you on the eXp platform. Again, that's 703-638-4393. Send me a text message. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the show. I'll see you next time.